if you do what you can with what you have, God won't leave you where you are, and he'll increase what you have. Welcome to Navigation and Discovery with Cameron Singh. And on today's podcast, we have Benny Tate. Uh, Dr. Benny Tate has served over 30 years as senior pastor of Rock Springs Church in Milner, Georgia. Under his leadership, the church has grown in attendance from 80 to more than 8,000 people. Rock Springs Church has multiple thriving campuses across middle Georgia, as well as an online campus. And Dr. Tate served as president of the Congressional Methodist denomination for 10 years and has served as a chaplain for the United States Senate and House of Representatives in Washington, D.C. And so what we're going to talk about with Dr. Benny Tate, he's the author of the book Defy the Odds, which is a book that encouraged people to believe that God can overcome the odds in any life. He is passionate about encouraging and supporting other leaders and ministries as well. He has a great heart for developing leaders and is the, his motivation comes from continually providing resources for growing churches. He enjoys teaching and encouraging others through his Leeds Club podcast, connecting with others in his social media community, as well as teaching through Defy the Odds Church Growth Conferences. So you are going to enjoy this amazing interview that I had with Dr. Benny Tate. And we're actually going to have him on the podcast again, probably in about a month, as he releases his new book, which is coming out soon. And we'll talk to you more about that at the end of this episode. So hope you enjoy this podcast episode interview with Dr. Benny Tate. Well, Pastor Benny, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And I'm so excited to talk about your book and get to know you a bit more. Cameron, I have been looking forward to this. I, I just, uh, I've been so excited about meeting with you and talking a little bit about our book. Yeah. So, uh, if you can tell our audience a little bit about who you are. Well, my name is pastor Benny Tate and I am the pastor of a rock Springs church. I've been the pastor here. I'm working on my 34th year as the pastor. Um, I have a heart for God's kingdom. In light of the fact that I have a heart for God's kingdom, our church is a real kingdom church, have a real passion for uh, helping leaders, raising up leaders and helping other pastors. Uh, You know, I'm really about the capital C church, but uh, my position and place of service for, for better than three decades has been right here at Rock Springs Church in Milner, Georgia, with a population of about 800 people in this in Milner, Georgia. That's awesome. It's been awesome following your church from a distance, and um, I really have enjoyed really um, understanding your message and your your book that you released, uh, Defy the Odds. Have it right here. Defy the Odds, How God Can Use Your Past to Shape Your Future. Um, this message has been so amazing just in, in my life hearing this. And um, so tell us a little bit about this book and the message of this book and kind of the heart behind it. Well, for many years, I would share my testimony. I would share a little bit about uh, my dysfunctional upbringing. And, you know, I say many times I was from the wrong side of the tracks. I literally did not know who my father was until I was 30 years of age. I was raised by in a dysfunctional environment, told each day of my life that I was ignorant and uh, illegitimate, would never amount to anything, was physically, emotionally, mentally abused. 
And uh, so it's about my upbringing and how I was able to, to defy the odds through the Lord, how that, uh, you know, the, the greatest journey in the world starts with one step. And I just try to say to people, if, if through my life, I can defy the odds through God, you can defy the odds too. So I would say a, a big portion of the first part of the book is simply about that. I, I take you through my story in a real in-depth way, and I start start talking about the odds that were against me. You know, Booker T. Washington said, uh, to, de- to determine a person's success in life, he said, don't look at what they accomplished. But he said, look at the obstacles they overcame to accomplish whatever they accomplished. And so uh, I had some big, I had some big obstacles, Cameron, in front of me. And I, the first part of the book, I just talk about how how I was able to overcome those obstacles. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, you open up the book and uh, you start talking about um, how the odds were stacked against you even before you were born. So tell us about um, some of what you endured, a little bit about your stories uh, with your upbringing. I'd love to. Actually, uh, my mother spent uh, one night with a man and... Uh, uh, and I was, I was conceived. And, uh, when she told that man that she was going to have a baby, my biological father, he left. And as I said, I, I did not actually meet him till I was 30 years old. Uh, another man came into my mother's life. I guess you would say he was my stepfather. And, uh, she said there was a day that he picked her up and he took her to a dark drabby facility she said, I knew it was a medical facility, but it really wasn't nice. It wasn't immaculate. It was, you know, it was, it was just dark and drabby. And she said, just as a little old girl with a sixth grade education, she said, what are, what are we doing here? And he said, well, I don't want that baby that you're carrying and you don't need that baby you're carrying. So today we're going to take care of that baby. Today we're going to take care of your problem. And my mother, uh, ran outside, started crying. She ran out of that facility and started crying and said, uh, nobody's going to kill my baby. Nobody's going to kill my baby. And Cameron and I often remind people that there are accidental parents, but there are no accidental children. Mm-hmm. And I believe in the intrinsic value of every life. People, people are valuable. Mm-hmm. And we have to see people as valuable. We have to see people as God's creation and God makes all things beautiful. And and so, uh, uh, that was, that was a part of it. Also, uh, this man actually raised me, this man who wanted to abort me. And, uh, each day of my life, he would tell me I was ignorant. He would tell me I was stupid. He would, uh, he would say, uh, you're illegitimate. I was doing a interview the other day and I, I made that statement and the gentleman said, can we cut the camera off? And he said, uh, Benny, he didn't call you illegitimate. Did he? And I said, what do you mean? He said, he called you the B word. Didn't he? I said, yes, over and over. He called me the B word. And, uh, it was just a constantly put down environment, put down environment. Cameron, it, it, it got so bad that the day came that my mother took my sister 
and stepbrother and stepsister to a facility in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Hmm. And I went to, she said we were all getting physicals. I, I wasn't getting a physical. I was getting a mental evaluation because, see, I could not learn. I, I, I was going to school, but I couldn't comprehend because you got to understand each day I was told that I was ignorant. Each day I was told that I was stupid. Each day I was physically abused and told that I would never amount to anything. And what I would say to the listeners today is death and life is in the power of the tongue. If there's something that I really would like to just convey is, is the power of words. Words created this world, this beautiful world that, that we live in. The Bible says, and God said, let there be light. The world was created by words. And I just want people to know that your words are so powerful. Your, your words can bring life to a person. Your words can bring death to a person. And uh, I grew up in an environment where I experienced tons of derogatory negativity toward me. And uh, so those, those are just a couple examples. I could talk on and on and on about specific incidents and experiences, but, but that was the environment that I was raised in. I want to go a little bit more into your story and um, and how did Jesus divinely interrupt your life and truly transform uh, your story? Well, that that mother that I talked about that had a sixth grade education, I remember many times I would get between my stepfather and my mother and he would be beating my mother. My mom said to me, she said, uh, I can remember many times him beating me and saying, when I get through beating your face, no man will ever want you. No man will ever look at you. You, you won't be an attractive woman after I disfigure your face from a, from a fiscal beating. So that's, that's the environment we was raised in. My mother probably left 15 or 20 times, Cameron. And I said to her, mom, why did we always go back? Why did we always go back to the torture? She said, I only had a sixth grade education. I felt like I couldn't do any better. But eventually, we left for good. I mean, he threatened to 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 kill us, but we 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 left for good. And uh, when my mother left that relationship, uh, she had freedom, and and that can be good and that can be bad, and in some ways it was bad. And uh, I remember my mother going to bed. And going to her room and saying, Mom, Mom, what's wrong? And for days, she stayed in the bed. And I thought, why is my mother standing in the bed? I was just a, I was just a young boy. Why is my mother standing in the bed? And she'd had a relationship that had gone south. And uh, she decided that life wasn't worth living. That uh, just heartache, disappointment, life's not worth living. She put a pistol in her pocketbook and decided she'd drive to her first cousin's house, which was about 30 miles away. And she thought, said, that, you know, I'll just end my life there. And she drove to that first cousin's house that she had partied and caroused and done a lot of different things with. Knocked on the first cousin's door, and she came, and uh, she said to my mother, hey, how you doing? Mom said, hey. Mom said, can I spend the night with you? She said, you can spend the night, but I want you to know. 
I'm not the person I used to be. I've given my life to Christ. He's forgiven me. My mother said, she said, if God can forgive her, maybe he can forgive me too. If I know what she's done, I know what I've done. And if God can do something for her and God has done some, something for her, maybe he can do something for me. Cameron that night, my mother gave her life to Christ <laughs> and, uh, she was changed. She was changed. I've often said the place where she went to end her life, she found life. She found real life. She found abundant life and eternal life. And I saw the transformation. I would just say, uh, mom had a, like I said, no education, basically. She couldn't come back and teach me a whole lot of the Bible, but I saw a difference. And you know, uh, actions are so much louder than words. You know, uh, we don't, we don't teach what we don't know and we don't lead where we don't go. And after all these years of trying to lead people, the greatest leadership principle I've ever learned is monkey see monkey do. And I saw a contrast in my mother and it motivated me. It motivated me to want something different from my life. Yeah. Because not only you defied the odds, but she also defied the odds and she, she came to found Christ. Well, what, what I would say too, Cameron, you know, uh, David, uh, David, you, you study the life of David and Saul, you know, how many giant killers were in Saul's army? None. Mm -hmm. How many giant killers were in David's army? Well, we know of at least four. Well, what was the difference? David killed a giant himself. Yeah. And what I would say today to our listeners, you define the odds. You never know the impact that that may make in somebody else's life. I will promise you more people are watching you. Research tells us, Cameron, that just the normal run of the meal person, just the normal run of the meal person will influence 10,000 people in their lifetime. Just the normal average person will influence 10,000 people. So, so what I would say, uh, you never know. You define the odds may be instrumental in somebody else define the odds. Mm -hmm. That's so true. And uh, this is just one way of, of you sharing your story of, of defining the odds is through, through this book. Um, I wanted to touch on when you accepted uh, Christ in your life and be became a Christian, um, you continue to face difficult circumstances as you write in the book. How did you continue to maintain that hope and continue to uh, defy the odds? Well, after I became a Christian, uh, I think the way shortly after becoming a Christian, I felt like that had God had called me to preach. And uh, I felt like that that's what God wanted me to do with my life. And so what I, what I have learned about God, what I have learned about God, when the gift that God gives you, <laughs> the gift that God gives you is for others. Uh, think about this, Cameron. Uh, chickens, for example. Chickens uh, don't eat their eggs. Chickens don't eat their eggs. You know, they never, uh, a chicken never says, hey, uh, uh I, I want my eggs scrambled. Chick, chickens don't eat their eggs. Uh, cows, cows, 
They, they, they don't drink their milk. Mm-hmm. When God gives you a gift, what you've got to understand, it's about others. It's about others. So what I would say to that person, when I, when I started out preaching, for example, I preached messages from the book of Spasm. I, I did not know it was Psalms. Uh, one, one night, one lady said, what is the epistles in the Bible, Brother Benny? And I said, that's the apostles' wives. Here's what I would say to a person. You know, God is not looking for ability. He is looking for availability. Mm-hmm. And I have learned that when when you step up, if God, God has gifted you, and by the way, for every listener that's listening today, uh, God's gifted you. There, there, we're, we're, if you know Christ, you're a gifted child. God has, has gifted all of us. And what I would what I would say to our listeners is step out and use your gift. Start right right where you're at. I pastor a large church now. I pastor a mega church. My ministry didn't start out, Cameron, pastoring a mega church. I started out preaching in rescue missions to people that were homeless. I, my, my only standard appointment was every other Saturday at Twin Oaks Nursing Home in McMinnville, Tennessee. I, I got to speak to the to the the residents there in the in the in the nursing home. So what I was what I was willing to do, I was willing to step out with what I had because here's what I know: if you do what you can with what you have, God won't leave you where you are and he'll increase what you have. So, so, so just step out where you're at right now. And it's amazing what God will do. Well, that's so awesome. Uh, pastor Benny, and I'm sure our listeners are really enjoying, um, hearing your story. And I wanted to now let's talk to the listeners a little bit and how would you recommend that someone, uh, defy the odds when they're so stacked against them? You know, they've, they've had these circumstances and they're like, I'll never become something or I'll never do this thing. Or people are talking down to them. It's like, oh, you'll never become something. How do you, how does one start to even start looking into defying the odds? Well, first of all, I just would want every listener to know this. God believes in you. God believes in you. Psalms 56 and 9 says this. For this I know, God is for me. For this I know, God is for me. The the Bible tells us in Romans 8 and 31, if God be for us, I, I would say to that listener to begin today and understand that God is is for you. You you may have been like me and you heard derogatory uh, statements, Mm -hmm. but that didn't come from God because God's not giving you the spirit of of fear. God is for you. He said that in his word. You know, uh, a God that cannot lie said in his word that he is for you. He said he's got a great plan for your life. What I would say to that listener today, quit listening to yourself and start talking to yourself. 
Start telling you, telling yourself the truth. You know, somebody says, well, Pastor Benny, we need to tell ourselves positive things. Well, I've got more than that. We need to tell ourselves what God said. And God said in Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. God said in 1 John 4 and 4, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Uh, the great, the, the prince of preachers, Charles Spurgeon, you know, accomplished much. I mean, literally the, the first mega church in our world was the Metropolitan Tabernacle Church in London, England. And somebody asked Spurgeon on one occasion, how did you accomplish so much? And Spurgeon said, always remember, there are two of us. And I would say to that listener today, there are two of you. There are two of you. Certainly there's you, but there's, there's the Holy spirit inside of you. And, uh, the scripture tells us in Ephesians three and 20 down to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. So just believe God because God is for you. Yeah, that's so good. Um, Pastor Benny. Um, but I think a lot of that has to do also, and you you talk about this uh in your early on in your book, you have a chapter on the company you keep. And I think that that is that was a an amazing chapter and really spoke to me. And it 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 gave me a time to reflect about who are the people that I am attached to? Who are the people that I'm surrounding in my inner circle? Um, can you unpack how, what influence that has in our lives when we talk about defying the odds with the company that we keep? Without a doubt. The, the Bible says, he that walketh with wise shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Every lift, every spiritual lift in your life will always be connected to a person. It's always going to be connected to a person. Uh, Charles Tremendous Jones, great writer from days gone by, he said, you tell me uh, you tell me what you're reading and you tell me who you're associating with, and I'll tell you where you'll be five years from now. I agree with Charles Tremendous Jones. Uh, uh, you you, you got to get around winners. You get you got to you got to get around people because that that lifts you up. Every person you come in contact with is either going to pull you down or mm -hmm. lift you up. And what I've always tried to do, I've always tried to get around people that were farther farther along than I was. You know, I, you want to learn as as you're going up a road up a road. You want to learn from somebody who's coming back down that road. Uh, and so I would just, I would just challenge, you know, you know, to associate, associate with people that are, that, that are ahead of you and whatever I, I talk about in the book that there's three people that everybody needs in their life. Cameron, everybody needs a Paul in, in their life. Everybody needs a Paul. This Paul's Paul's being where you've not been. You know, Paul's Paul, Paul's Paul's ahead of you. You say, well, it, it, it's a lady. Well, you may need a Paulette in your life, but but we need a Paul. And then every person in their life, they need an in, they need a Barnabas. And if you study Barnabas in the Bible, Barnabas was just an encourager, 
just yeah. an encourager. Uh, it's what all people need. It's it, it's what it's it's what we need. You know, you you know, you you need somebody that's just going to encourage you. That you just somebody that's going to make you feel better. Somebody that's just 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 going to give you a boost. So so we need a Paul, we need a Barnabas, and then every person needs a Timothy in your life. Timothy is that person that that maybe younger person, maybe that person that's not as far along as you are, but he's the person that you're pouring into that you're you're just you're just you're just pouring into the to the hey the 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 next generation so uh just I, I would challenge a person to your association association is so important uh I say a Bennyism if you hang around the wrong people you're gonna get in trouble I I, I give a uh I give a statement real quick sometimes I'll say if you hang around a barbershop you're gonna get a haircut and you just want to make sure you just want to make sure, Cameron, you're not hanging around the wrong people. Yeah, I, I can speak that um, what you just mentioned is associating people that are ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um, has, I found so much great value in that, especially as a young leader, um, that you're able to seek the wisdom of people that are well ahead of you and have really lived life. And you're able to gain different perspectives and it truly broadens your horizons rather than associating with someone that would be around my age. Um, so I, I found some great value in that. Yes, I, I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that it just came to mind um, that you mentioned in the book is fear and how that can steal your future. Because I've struggled with this too and still struggle with this to this day is fear stealing your future can you unpack a little bit without without a doubt uh you know fear is something that that is certainly real and you know many times people will say to me hey when the timing is right i'm going to do this and when the timing is right i'm going to do that well the bible says in ecclesiastes 11 and 4 he that observeth the wind shall not sow and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. Many times fear keeps us from stepping out and, and doing what we, we really should be doing. The, the Bible says that Timothy, a young man in the Bible, he apparently had some struggles with this because Paul, in a personal letter to him, said in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, he said, Timothy, God's not given you the spirit of fear. Hmm but of power and of love and of sound mind. And what I would say to that person that's bad, battling fear today, I would say, first of all, God has endued you with power, but of power and of love and of sound. He's endued you with power. You're not alone. The Holy Spirit is inside you. Uh, when, I, when I'm talking about you're not alone. Think about this. The, the scripture says that God has, has hemmed us in. I mean, literally, Cameron, God is in front of us. Jesus is behind us. The Holy Spirit is inside of us. Psalms 34 and 7 says the angel angels of the Lord encamp round about them that fear him. <laughs> so, so what you say? Pastor, I, I, I'm so fearful. Well, you don't have to be fearful. 
because God is in front of you. Jesus is behind you. The Holy Spirit is inside you. The angel of the Lord is just walking around you. Uh, yeah. uh, you don't, you, you, you've been endued with power, but look, God have not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love. Look here. He's not only endued you with power, he's enriched you with love. I read a verse that I was confused about for years. It says, perfect love casteth out fear, for there is no fear in love. And I thought, God, I must not love you perfectly because I have some fear. And then I realized that's not talking about, that's not talking about my love for God. It's talking about God's love for me. It's talking about that God loves me perfectly. It's talking about there's not anything I can do to make God love me any more, any less. It, it's not something that God does. It's who God is. See, see, God has endued us with power, but he's enriched us with love. And when I realize how much that God loves me that and how much God loves every person listening today, God loves you just like you are, no matter what you've done. No matter how many times you've messed up, no matter how many times you've disappointed yourself, God loves you. See, God's not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. He's endued us with power. He's enriched us with love. And wait, he's enlightened us with a sound mind. Hmm. He's enlightened us with a sound mind. And that is, you know, the Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's, it's what you tell yourself. It's what you put into your mind. Henry Ford said, whether you say you can or you can't, you're correct. What you tell yourself is so powerful. You can create, you can create thoughts of fear in your mind, or you can create thoughts of peace in your mind. You say, well, pastor, what about, what about when the thought comes? Well, you can't keep the thought from coming. Yeah. A thought may come, you know, uh, Martin Luther said, you can't keep the birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from nesting in your hair. The thought may enter, but you don't have to entertain that thought. You can take that thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ because he has enlightened us with a sound mind. So yeah. that person that's battling fear, I just leave them with, I just want you to understand you've been endued with power. You've been enriched with love. <laughs> you've been enlightened with a sound mind. That spirit of fear is not coming from God. Mm. Well, that's, that's so good, Pastor Benny. Um, so as we kind of wrap up this um, discussion, what do you hope reader, readers take away from this book, Defy the Odds? What I hope leaders take away from this book is whatever the odds in your life are, you can defy them. Mm. That uh, that you can overcome. That you are an overcomer. That no matter what the situation, I I pray they'll they'll look at my life and say, "Hey, uh, that guy certainly wasn't born on third base." Yeah, <laughs> he, he 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 overcame a lot of obstacles. I pray they can look at a church, a church in Milner, Georgia. I mean. In the middle of nowhere, our zip code is E-I-E-I-O. And literally, <laughs> I call it Hooterville, but literally thousands and thousands of people. Uh, 
thousands and thousands of people show up every week. It's a church that from this place right here, God's changing the world. And if I want the readers to understand, if God can do it for him, if God can do it for the people in that church, God can do it for me. What I really want to give people, Cameron, is I want to give you hope. Because here's what I know. If I can give you hope, huh, if, if I can give you hope, it will build resilience in a person's life. What, what, what does hope do? It builds resilience. It causes that person to, to keep on going. So, so I hope today, and I hope this book generates hope in the life of people. Amen. And uh, where can people, uh, where can our listeners go and get a copy of the book? Literally, they can, they can go online. Uh, they can go to rocksprings.com or they can go to bennytate.info. Any of that, any of that would uh, uh, get them to the book. Awesome. And uh, for those listening, I'll leave a link to Pastor Benny's book in the podcast description. And so that you can go on the website and purchase uh, your copy. Um, last, uh, anything else, uh, Pastor Benny? Here's one thing I would say, Cameron, to our listeners. Uh, Defy the Odds. I, I believe it's a, a book that would be helpful to our listeners. But I also want you to know that I've got a new book. It's coming out. It's kind of a, a sequel to Defy the Odds. It's called Unlimited unlimited. And it's about how God can do unlimited things in your life. And, uh, it's coming out on November the 7th, excuse me. And you can get this book anywhere books are sold. And of course that goes for the book, defy the odds also anywhere books are sold, but I'm so excited about our new book. Hey, I want to come back and I want to do another podcast with you. And I just want us to talk about the book unlimited. For sure. I'm really looking forward to that because I've really enjoyed this, this uh, discussion. And one last thing uh, before we go is you end your book, The Best is Yet to Come. And I love that so much. So last words of encouragement to our listeners on The Best is Yet to Come. The, 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 the best is yet to come. I just want our listeners to know your best days are not behind you. Your best days are in front of you. God has brought you right where you're at. For such a time as this, nothing's coincidental. God's got a plan. He's working. I would just say to our listeners, you hang in there. God's going to do great things. God's going to do great things with your life. Uh, you're a unique person. God's put in you a unique passion because he's made you for a unique purpose. Your future is bright. God bless. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Benny. Really enjoyed this discussion. Uh, for all the listeners out there, hope you get your copy of the book, Defy the Odds, and also order um, Pastor Benny's upcoming book, Unlimited. Pastor Benny, thank you so much. It's truly an honor to meet you and have you on the podcast. Thank you, Cameron. God bless. Well, we thank you so much for tuning in to Navigation and Discovery with Cameron Singh. 
Hope you enjoyed this podcast interview with Dr. Benny Tate. And definitely, you want to get your hands on his book, Defy the Odds. And you can find the link in the podcast description on whichever platform that you are listening on. Again, the book is called Defy the Odds. This book is going to be an encouragement to your life, just like it was for me. And really hope that this episode blessed you in your life, wherever you are at. And uh, also, if you haven't gotten a copy of my book, you can go to CameronSingBook.com, and the link is also in the podcast description as well. And if you want to connect with me and find me and connect with me on social media, you can go to my website, CameronSing.com. And thank you for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode.